listening to Daily Turismo Radio. Here's your host, editor and chief of DailyTurismo.com, Vince, and co-founder, Chris. Hello, motorheads, and welcome to the Daily Turismo Radio Show. Recording in the DT studio here in scenic Gardena, California. Home of Salmon Ella's, the first seafood restaurant to feature speed bumps on the way to the restroom. <laughs> We've got another great show for you guys today. We've got a guest in the studio. We have some fun, some, some games. It's, it's All great. All kinds but of fun, fun and games. Fun stuff. <laughs> fun and games. But before I get too far ahead of myself, uh, let me introduce to you other, uh, some of the other lettuce heads in the studio. Uh, first on my left, I have co-host Seaflow, who rode here in a stinky, oily, baby seal-choking diesel. <laughs> Claggedy clack, just I'm everyone's so dying. I'm so socially irresponsible. It's horrible. <laughs> and next is producer Ben, who is wearing a parka today. Only a parka, because the AC is blasting the studio to polar ice cap levels. Or, or I'll say pre-industrial uh, age polar ice cap levels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and finally, I need to introduce <laughs> our special guest. Pre-diesel, pre right. Pre-Volkswagen <laughs> polar ice caps. I need to introduce our special guest in the studio. Uh, he's a vehicle development engineer for Mazda. Uh, was the engineering editor at, a sadly, at the sadly defunct Sport Compact Car magazine. And it's basically the Moses of the 24-Hour of Lemon circuit. <laughs> he's not just some two-bit character like Kane. He, he'll show up in every single book that gets written about it. And he's building a Hayabusa-powered Miata in, uh, in his backyard. And that's right, folks. We've got the car geek of all car geeks, the one and only Dave Coleman in our studio. Dave, welcome. Thank you. And uh, just talk right into the mic. And the first question. Uncomfortably close. Uncomfortably. I can smell, right I can smell your last guess. Okay. <laughs> uh, sorry, go. that was Salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Dave, I got to ask. First question everyone wants to know this is that who wins in a game of Rochambeau? Uh, Peter Madman Soderberg versus Tony. Peter Solberg. Ah, oh, man, right. I'm it Peter Soderbergh. Is that like a director or something? <laughs> <don't mean> <laughs> Peter, Peter Solberg. Come on. You call yourself Soderberg. a car guy? Solberg. Solberg? I Solberg. I'm, I'm written this down. Who wrote this down? Peter Solberg. Versus Tony, the fat man, Stewart. I got that one right. <laughs> <laughs> so who wins the game, game of Rochambeau between those two guys? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a random game. I'm just, this, yeah. is, a, this is a random, this is a random card show. I'm going for Peter then. Okay. <laughs> He's my man. <laughs> you heard he here can turn both ways. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is, on, on that note, this is on the both yes. way note, <laughs> um, uh, what's... Um, Wait, I, got, I have a question. Yeah, yeah. Shoot, there's right. four of us in this room, yes, right? Sir. And some guy with an English accent was just talking. <laughs> Who is that? Where the hell did that come from? Uh, I don't know, really. I've, I've never met that guy. Well, it's like one of you a ventriloquist. I think ben, ben keeps him locked up in the in that basement or something. That is a, that is a professional voice actor. Wow. Who, who we paid real money for, uh, and he does these kind of things for us. Wow. It's good. Yep, that's fancy. He's our indentured servant. That's fancy. <laughs> In other words, <laughs> that's why we have a van. I'm, uh, I'm also I just want to say I'm very impressed that you have like three headsets and three microphones and is bored with these blinky lights on and stuff. <laughs> like it's very technical. Seriously very technical. expecting an iPhone. You know? <laughs> that board doesn't do anything. <laughs> There's an iPhone under his desk. So oh, that, that's okay, the only that's thing just that an works. Old equalizer from an Volvo or something. The the Volvo HT48 graphic <laughs> yeah. equalizer. So, so you're an ex you're an expert then in sort of I'll say um, I hate to use the word ghetto, but I'll use the word ghetto. Yeah, fixes. Yeah. Ghetto's and, appropriate. And, and tell me, eyesore racing. Where did the name eyesore come from, and what does that mean? Uh, well, so when I I had a uh, I had a house in beautiful Chino Hills, mm. um, which is the hill you, section of Chino. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Where you could still early in the morning hear the cows. Um, right, right. You're not like, drinking malt liquor. You're drinking bottles and James. Exactly. That's highbrow. Uh, but you know this this fine neighborhood I was in still had a homeowners association, okay. and, <laughs> and they were they've always given me crap about my five ten sitting in the driveway, and you know they'd send they'd send me letters. Now this is a show car, right? Yeah, <laughs> this was actually before I got it. it. Had been a one owner or one family uh, five ten. It was a it was beige with a vinyl top and a you know a, a automatic and it was but, the, the Brom edition. Yeah, yeah. it was really it was really fancy. Um, but uh, you know I didn't you know drive the automatic five ten that often, so yeah. it's, it would sit in my driveway. And then they sure. send me a letter saying that you know by the association rules the car has to has to move. You know, every week or something like that. So I'd have to huh. periodically like 
turn the car 180 degrees in the driveway <laughs> and i just constantly get be getting these these uh um these notes about this eyesore in my driveway and so when i turned that car into my first rally car the the, the name was kind of obvious at that point it's eyesore racing in fact the first the first uh the first rally we did i actually had a, a nasty note from the homeowners association association taped into the rear window when i was rallying awesome just, just so everybody knew <laughs> And this is the same 510 rally car that you still have today? That's still sitting in... It's in my it's, backyard now. Okay. But I don't have a home, homeowners association, so I could park it in the front yard yeah, if I, I wanted to. <laughs> Screw your neighbors. But you know what? This is, why, yeah. this is why I live in Long Beach now, which is a much cooler town. Because right. when I have parked it on the street, my neighbors come up to me and go, oh, that, that car's so cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> totally different vibe. Yeah. His neighbors are homeless, though. Yeah, <laughs> right. so it's cool. I want to live in that. <laughs> sleep in and it, it yeah. did get tagged when it was parked in front of my house <laughs> that's, once. That's but awesome. it was tagged... It was tagged as long as they tag with your car number. It was tagged with pink spray paint by a local sorority, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow. Uh, so how many how many rallies have you done in that thing? Or like uh, how long have you been rallying it? Like, well, you know, I I, I ran it for I think two years. Um, and then I got a a, a B fifteen Sentra SER when they when those first came out. Mm. Um, and I ran that for a couple of years, and that was a, a car I got from from Nissan. They kind of sponsored me and gave me an old press car. Yeah. Um, and uh, was that the Disco Potato? Uh, no, the dis- the the Disco Potato was a car that uh, somehow Nissan and Garrett had collaborated yeah. on, on putting it together. But it wasn't, but wasn't that the, same car that became the. No, rally it wasn't car. that no. same car. No, because okay. the potato the potato lived on for oh, okay. quite a while. Yeah. Um, now this had been just a completely stock, you know, light blue spec v okay uh that i i turned into rally car as cheap as i possibly could i ran the thing with a completely stock drivetrain yeah uh and and ended up after like two years i won the championship in in a combined class it was group two and group group two is like naturally aspirated and group five is turbo basically yeah okay. there's there's a bunch of other multipliers and crap to make it more we complicated because yeah, it's rally that. yeah um <laughs> <laughs> and i did it with a completely stock engine because i was you know too cheap to to open up the engine Nice. Yeah, and th- this um, I I'm I'm aware of this cheapness because I've seen it on uh, every pit stop for the Isor Racing yeah. Miata, which you still race to this day. You, you guys are adding water to it because it's had a some sort of coolant well, leak. Yeah, this is something actually <laughs> I learned on that Sentra. Um, is uh, you know, it had started it started using using water. Yeah. Um, and uh, I actually uh, I, I was I was working at the magazine and we went to uh, um, uh, Sebring. Um, to do a story with on the on the SER um, that uh, uh, Peter Cunningham was ra- racing for Nissan at the time, yeah. he was actually simultaneously running uh, an, an an Acura team, I think, and uh, the Nissan. Like he was running both teams. Wow, he had, he had two factory sponsors because he's the man. Okay, <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> so, two competitors in LS. Yeah, right? so yeah. I was I was uh, you know doing a, doing a story on on and working in, working in the pits for the Nissan team. Mm-hmm. And uh, was talking to one of their uh, one of their mechanics, one of their engineers there about this coolant loss problem I had, and w- together we came up with this idea that if you know the problem, if you just lose a little bit of coolant each stage, is that you you can't open the radiator cap and top it back off because when you open the radiator cap, then it boils, yeah, shoots the water all over the place and puts air pockets all over the place, and, and then you it, can't wait for it to cool down because because you got to do another stage, yeah, exactly. Right? So we're trying to figure out how do you put coolant into a hot engine, right? And so we came up with this idea that you use a an air fitting for an air tool in the radiator hose. Right. And you take a garden sprayer and you pump it up to a higher pressure than the radiator cap. Yep. And then you can pop it in and, and pump pump directly into the cooling system and the air will go out the radiator cap yep. and eventually when the water, water comes out the radiator cap you know it's full yeah, it's a it's a dry break system exactly it's a, it's it's a, a little dry, bit it's wet a, it's, it's a really cheap dry, dry break yeah. Yeah, mostly dry break system <laughs> yeah and, and you know the, these these cheap 99 cent air tool fittings are airtight at 100 psi so right. they can handle 15 psi water of water yeah, yeah exactly um, and and i have to say we've shamelessly copied that idea any, so many it, times anybody so. who hasn't shamelessly copied that idea is an idiot yeah. right you, you know right. what's a real idiot is when you're driving a bmw uh, five series up and down the the roval at uh, at um, Cal, Speedway. Uh, Cal Speedway, and you've got the um, 
we had such a head gasket issue that we had to actually put the um, pressurized. It was actually an a old fire, like, extinguisher. fire extinguisher tank uh-huh. in, in the, the passenger seat. So you could car. fill it while you're racing. So that was one of the driver's responsibilities. Right. Yeah. We made this guy. <laughs> that, we're like, look, just squeeze the handle once per wow. straightaway. That's yeah. hardcore. See, that's always been our criteria for when we need to replace an engine. Is <laughs> yeah. if it can't, if it, if it if it burns too much oil in one tank of gas that it won't survive, then, the then, the gas, then oh, yeah. That's, but that's what the fine oil broke. consumption yeah. outweighs uh, uh, that outweighs fuel, fuel consumption. consumption. Yeah, exactly. Pretty sure we blew the engine up at the end of that. Or it's just a diesel. <laughs> so, so for the for the rally car, actually, the year that I won the championship, I started that year with a blown head gasket, and I yep. was so lazy, I wouldn't, I refused to change it. <laughs> I carried, I carried two gallons of water in a, in a, pe- in a pepper and in egg a sprayer. In <laughs> no, I carried two gallons of water in a sprayer in the trunk. Okay. And at the end of every stage, I'd get out of the car and I'd top off the coolant and I'd just keep, keep going. going. <laughs> and, and, and just kept going like that for years. I kept going. I kept doing that for an entire year. Entire in fact, s- at one point, it was the the, the final the final race. Uh, it was in. In Laughlin, Nevada, which was actually the the base was in Laughlin. It was actually on the edge of the Grand Canyon in Arizona. Yeah. Um, that rally, they had pretty good coverage. They had helicopters flying around filming us and stuff. And so I made it a point of between stages when everyone's lined up together, all the guys you're racing against are right there. I made a point of opening the the radiator cap and spraying coolant all over the place just to make it look like I was about to blow up. Oh, crap. When the helicopter's going over, I'm like, I'm make sure everybody knows I'm about to blow up. Put the cap back on, top to back off, kept on going. <laughs> just, just, just so I was hoping you know some of those guys would back off a little bit, just you know? for effect. Yeah, right? exactly. Your sandbag, <laughs> cool yeah. strategic, yeah, strategic. That's a good sandbag. Yeah, I like. It. <laughs> That's what the Ferrari team's been doing in Formula in every race this season. The, the, the problem is attention. that at some point you have to stop sandbagging and start oh, actually right. going fast, right? <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> that's advanced sandbagging uh, yeah. right there. <laughs> it's the it's the, it's the, the long level. con. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I've I've heard that I've heard tell that you had uh, a couple spectacular crashes in that rally car too. Uh, well, yeah, in the. Uh, in the 510. In both of them. Oh, I mean, yeah. If you're not crashing, you're not going fast enough. That's, right. that's rallying, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I had a pretty good record of about 50% of the time I would crash out and 50% of the time I'd win. That's and there was pretty much nothing in between. There's no in between. No. no. If, you, if, you're second, mean, if you're second, you're not driving hard enough. If you're shiny, you're not driving hard enough. Right. Yeah. So, like, my very first rally in that the in that car, I, I had this... this Still had an L eighteen with carburetors and a distributor and all this. Pretty stock, but yeah. stockish. Yeah, you know, it was an engine that I built from seven different engines when I was in high school and still okay. had it under my workbench. <laughs> but it, you know, like um, two or three stages in, like halfway through the stage, uh, all of a sudden the car just falls on its face and it's still running, but it's lost all kinds of power and no response. Just, just had to limp through to the first service area. Yeah, and I'm trying to scratch my head trying to diagnose this thing and I've, I, I figured something's obviously wrong with the ignition so mm-hmm. I start you know it's a dual point distributor taking that thing apart and lifting Ugh. the point off and I finally <laughs> I found there was a screw that had uh, that was down in the distributor that had been dropped down in the distributor 30 years ago <laughs> and the car had never been jumped in 30 years oh, wow. so the first time you get jumped the f- screw floated up and got tangled up in the advance weights oh. and just like knocked everything off. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so then we f- put it all back together and kept racing and, and finished our first rally, which is spectacular nice. to, to actually finish it. Yeah. Uh, I think our second, second, ra- it, was, it wasn't until the third rally that I rolled the car. <laughs> oh, well, if it wasn't until the third rally, yeah, yeah. you're doing the, pretty good. So the, second rally actually, the second rally, actually, I, I slid off I slid off the road into a ditch, which is what you do, Yeah. Um, and and bent the rear suspension. I had, like, four inches of toe out and, and like, 12 degrees of positive so camber. So, really wanted to turn, rear. in other words. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah, I'd heard you're into landscaping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is how I got into it. Rearranging the dirt. This is actually where, you know, our ISO racing's got a logo that's like a, a, a slightly bent circle and a giant hammer. Yeah. This right. is where that came from. So we bent the suspension and I was all like, oh, belly aching. And, and you know, I'm limping to the service area again really slow. And luckily, you know, Josh was my co-driver at the time and, and he was beating on me to go faster. Like, I'm giving up. I'm figuring the car's broken. I'm going yeah. really slow. Not, I better yeah. just watch out for the guy behind me and let him by. Sure. And he's like, no, rally's Keep never going. over yeah. till it's over. Hammer <laughs> down, you fool. Um, <laughs> so we get to the service area and, and uh, Mike Welch from Road 
race engineering has always got some sort of rally car fix. And he had this hammer that he always brought to rallies that was a Ford truck axle for a handle. Uh, <laughs> and on the on the axle, and basically what he had done is he'd taken a bucket full of molten lead and stuck this the, the, the oh, hub Jesus. side of the axle into this thing. Oh, wow. And so it was a 70-pound lead sledgehammer. <laughs> and but That's yeah, a war hammer. It, it was, yeah. it's, a, okay. it's amazing the things you can bend back into shape mm. with this thing. So... You know, he's like, just go hit the top of the wheel and bend the thing back in. Like, don't even hit the suspension linkage or anything, just the wheel no, itself. No, it's right? a semi-trailing yeah. arm, so it's one big arm. Yeah. And the, the, the wheel, it, you bent it that way with the wheel, just bend it back with the wheel. Right. Sure, all okay. right. So, you know, I weighed like a, a 140 pounds at the time. <laughs> Josh weighed like 110, probably. So we're trying to swing this hammer, you know, and everybody backswing and like flings us <laughs> away from the car. So we're sitting there tapping on the wheel with this thing, and there's this whole crowd around us watching. And this, the, all of a sudden, like the crowd parts, and this three hundred pound bodybuilder steps through and got, he goes, "You want me to try?" <laughs> like hell yeah, we want you to try. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's just swinging this hammer like it's like a like the like it's a grocery sack, you know, nothing, yeah, no big deal. And and just every hit, the top of the wheel would move like an inch. Wow! And the whole car would like scooch over <laughs> half an inch, like it was amazing. Bent the wheel back into shape took it over somebody welded up the big crack in the control arm sure and we kept going and ended up winning winning the rally wow and that wheel that we had bent the suspension with and then bent it back with just sort of got lost in my all of my rally wheels and didn't stand out it wasn't it wasn't bent enough <laughs> for me to notice which one it was i kept using it wow that's it you should consider chrome rally wheels from now on so you can tell when they're been bashed. You can which one's been hit. Right, you can see which one's been But I never had a problem with the wheel, ever, so. <laughs> <laughs> so 280ZX uh, Iron Cross wheels are the ones you want if you're rallying of Datsun. That's, yeah. that's the rule. Iron Cross wheels. Yeah, there was, the, like the 280ZXs, there were two different wheels. There yeah. was a six-spoke one. Okay. There was like a two-piece wheel with a real thin lip that, if you look at it funny, would bend. Mm -hmm. And there was an Iron Cross one that looks like an old German yeah, you know, yeah. hideously '80s looking thing, cast alloy wheel, right? Und yeah, indestructible. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It looks kind of like an old super wheel of that vintage. Okay. Too. Yeah. yeah. They were all kind of into the same. Are those four by one? They all had straight edges. I think so. Yeah. We could use them on our Lemons car. Everything's right? four by one hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but which is why I'm thinking they weren't. I mm. yeah. Like I'm, something weird about that up. Yeah. I'm a big fan of running Corvette wheels on any BMW. What was, what, <laughs> what was the bull pattern on a Corvair? Oh, because those man. fit on a. We have to ask Hans Blogger. He'd know. I have yeah, no I idea about I anything from Detroit, but that's yeah. That's will a Corvair engine fit in, in the middle of a five ten? I hope the back, <laughs> the back, the front, the front. front I think. I think. All right. Anyway, so uh, how high can a Miata jump off the ground at Thunderhill? <laughs> this is a question people want to know. Yeah. Well, Everyone's been wondering that. I I only ever did two wheels at a time. I I, oh. I, I did. You know, I used to clip the curb at the. Uh, um, what the hell do they call the corkscrew at Thunderhill? It's not a corkscrew, but it's mm. the same. Thing. Yeah, I know they, what got, you're talking they call about. it something else. Yeah, but their little corkscrew thing's got a big curb on the inside, and yeah. then you drop down this hill. So I used used to always clip that curb, and the the corner workers came and found us like after after the race and said you know that I was Joey Chitwooding the thing the whole time because I'd go I get up on two wheels and carry and two wheels all the going. way down the hill. <laughs> but the awesome. only, yeah, the only one I've done four wheels off the I did four wheels off the ground in a diesel Mazda six at the twenty five hours at Thunderhill. Wow. Well. All right, four off the ground. Hold that thought. We're right. going to take a break. <laughs> when we get back, we're going to talk more airborne stuff. <laughs> Good. Good. Won a few races. Yeah. yeah, how long has it been since you won a, a race? A couple years. <laughs> 2007. I don't know. Don't worry about it. A bit of a dry streak. This is Sarah Fairfield, and you're listening wow. to Daily Turismo Radio. Huh? Sexy. <laughs> hey, uh, welcome back. <laughs> Not this. I would no. like to point out that that I I believe the person who said sexy is is married to the lady who is saying that. So this is yeah. totally it's appropriate. It's cool. Totally right? all right. And he uh, wasn't so was, talking about Vince. <laughs> I was not talking about Vince no. or Ben's legs. <laughs> um, what I would like to point out is that recently, uh, Dave, uh, our guest today. Uh, got married to Sarah, and it was at a very unique event. Uh, you want to tell us where you got married? Yeah, we got married on the corkscrew at 
at, and excuse me, I have to say the full name, Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. <laughs> you, had to clear your, you had to clear your throat first. <laughs> yeah, that's a requirement. <laughs> I don't want to get fired. No. <laughs> <laughs> and and so it, it, while a race was going on, how did this no, work? No, no. See, the, yeah, we, we're we smarter than that. So we, we waited till right. the, we know the track goes cold at 430 every day. Okay. So we planned the wedding for 5 o'clock, gave just enough time for the corner workers to get off and everyone to stop driving on the track. And we ran out there and set up a bunch of chairs. Walked out there, did the wedding. Jay Lamb officiated, married us, and then when we were done, we're like, "All right, everybody, pick up your chair and take it back off the track." <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was it. So it was very, it was very efficient. We had Sarah drove up in in her uh, in her M coupe and opened up all the doors and hit the stereo, and that was our mu- music for marching down the aisle. And <laughs> so it's like instant wedding, then poof, it's like a flash wedding. Build your own wedding, gone. Yeah. yeah. A yeah. flash wedding. You guys, uh, did you did you make it faster than the lap around Laguna Seca in a uh, in a Miata? Is a l- yeah, well, in a Miata, yeah, <laughs> okay. so faster than a Miata, yeah. not faster than a real car. <laughs> even like the latest one, the the ND. I mean, even faster than that, because. No, I, it, I think it did take more than a minute and fifty seconds. Okay, yeah. okay, it's pretty quick, but not that quick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was there and I had to. Uh, it took maybe five minutes. Okay, if, if it was that, yeah. But it wasn't much longer than yeah, that. It was yeah. mercifully short, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Th- that's like a shotgun wedding. Yeah, it's it like fantastic. a good old fashioned. Yeah, it's like, exactly you know, how long a wedding that's, should be. Yeah, that's, I agree. Yeah, I, we did ours the same way. Not at a, not on a racetrack, but right, short, but short, yeah, yeah. short at, to the point. At yeah. a KFC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys want to do this? Yeah. All right. Good. <laughs> Done. It was catered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're done. Vince Vince mentioned the ND a little bit, and I. Feel it's probably uh, pertinent to talk about that. Just, I mean, maybe yeah. a little bit. I've, uh, I've, I've heard of them. You've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, drove one here. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? I, yeah. I wanted oh. to uh, to yeah. see if if you could tell us like the weight weenie uh, gram strategy. Um, you know that that mindset. Now, now um, is this a John's Lee DeLorean gram strategy where you? <laughs> No, no, not no, those no, grams. Sorry, okay, not those grams. I just wanted to see if you could give us like like a, a standout example of of how that was used on this car. Well, I mean, it's 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 hard to point at one thing. Like every single part of that car is pared down to the absolute minimum it okay. can be. I guess um, that's kind of the point, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there, there there are parts where there's where there's the uh, you know. A, flange spot welded to, to something yeah uh and they actually scallop out the metal between the spot welds oh wow because you don't you don't need that you don't need that metal. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> wow so this was designed by those road bike guys yeah, yeah. basically yeah the guys that shave their legs and and uh <laughs> wear the funny shorts exactly okay yeah. all yeah. right yeah. yeah producer ben has some of those fancy bikes somewhere <laughs> around here he's into those fancy bikes yeah every every single part that you take off the car you just start looking at the detail and how thin and how light and how many holes are in each, inc- each just you know boring little part that right. you wouldn't expect anything of, and it's just the, everything is incredibly light on that car. The seats are are amazing, like they're little hollow high high strength steel uh, tube frame under the seat, yeah, and like you know just paper thin uh, steel supports holding it to the rails. The yeah. rails are super thin. Um, like every every detail in the car is ridiculously light. It's so really there's cool. there's nothing really special about about the parts, uh, like what they what they are, what they do. It's just the work that's been put into them, the engineering time to get them to be the lightest. Well, yeah, I mean, a control can, arm's right? a control arm. Yeah, until exactly. you look at the control arm on, on an ND, it, right? and it yeah. and it is you just look at it, and it's like it's beautiful. It's so it's a beautiful forged aluminum piece with this really smooth finish, but it's everything is so thin and so intricately detailed. Um, you know, you, you don't you don't see that on a twenty five thousand dollar car ever. Yeah, you, you guys know? just basically threw away everything that wasn't where the stresses were. Right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. All right. Wow. Cool. That, that's it, dedication I and, and <laughs> made the car i mean i think the most obvious weight we need thing is just making the car so small yeah like they kept the interior the same size actually made it functionally bigger and just shrunk the car significantly over over the, the last generation which was not a big car no you know um just like there's absolutely no wasted space there's no whole, dead space in the there. whole car was made to be a 1.5 liter and we forced them to put a two liter in it <laughs> and so like just a two liter engine is shoehorned into this thing which wow, doesn't okay. seem big you know but so those flying miata guys are gonna have a hard time putting ford v8s in they'll it. find a way yeah they always do. <laughs> give them they credit do. they don't put ford v8s in there. they put nls's they but okay so before we move on to our technology corner i want to remind all our listeners that we are on the itunes the iTunes. the iTunes. <laughs> is that on the internet? It's like the foosball. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'd the like be sure to leave a, a review and a rating 
and give us a good review if, if you or a bad one. Do that. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, and we're gonna read those reviews on the air, and and make fun of you. Can yep. I gi- can I give you like a terrible review and still give it five stars? Yeah, that's yeah. the best kind. Okay. All right. <laughs> you can even leave a review in a different language and five stars, and that's all we care all about. Right. You can give us a review right now. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Please, please. Not, not the show, show that I'm ever. on. It really sucks right yeah. now. <laughs> okay. So not that we haven't These been talking. These guys don't even know how podcasts work. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. We don't. It's okay. <laughs> What's a podcast? Uh, n- not that we haven't been geeking out a bunch of technology and, and, and geeky stuff. Because we have. We're going like, to get even geekier. Like, Garden sprayers and air tool fittings. Those yeah. those kind of things. And something that we enough. call... Those are technologies. <laughs> we're going to transition to something that we call the technology corner. And now it's time for technology corner. Oh, this is my favorite. guy. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the show, Technology Corner, guys. Ooh. This is like the real exciting stuff. This is Everyone the inner comes out circle of, of geekdom. Yes, the inner sanctum. So today's Technology Corner is inner scrotum. Something that we're, <laughs> okay. That's a medical term. We can say that. <laughs> today's Technology Corner is something that I'm going to call electric mayhem. <laughs> which is the Muppets band, among other things. But it's also just talking about what all the electronic stuff that's taking over the cars. They're taking over. All this, <laughs> this, this stuff, uh, electronic power steering, electronic throttles. Um, yes. Chris, do you have any opinion on that? Do I have opinions on it? Yeah. Sure, I have opinions. What, yeah, what do we want to talk opinions. about? Uh, I mean, electronic throttle. Tell me about that. Uh, have you driven cars with electronic throttle? Yeah, like every car that has ever been born today has an electronic <laughs> Right, but all your cars are throttle. like 1957, so. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the 57 Chevy did not did have not. one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you could probably put one in it. They're, they're getting better. I would say when they first came out, they were kind of, you know. They you were could, awful. They were terrible. You yeah, could and feel, a significant number of them are still off. You couldn't feel anything. It was You'd, like. You know, you're driving a video game. There's no feedback. Yeah, there's like, no response. You're talking about the steering of the throttle because both, yeah. Those, I guess yeah, both. both of those yeah. things yeah. apply. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a buddy who works for Toyota, and he told me when they first released the Avalon for North America, they had to add a, a one second delay from when you depress the oh, throttle pedal God. to wide open throttle on that car oh. because it was designed for like octogenarians. Right, that's the target market. Yeah, and he said without it, people would test drive it, and the thing would just spin the tires and traction control would come on, and they didn't know what was happening. They didn't understand <laughs> them. They hit the gas pedal, and, they, and they're trying trying to break loose with it. this yeah. 300 horsepower v6 front drive uh you know old guy car right they didn't understand what was happening so they just had to add a full one second delay oh my god so, so not just a an issue with the the how far the throttle open but an actual delay so right. yeah just wait for it wait for <laughs> oh, yeah god, that's yeah. awful <laughs> yes um, but yeah, now these days, I, I think there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with them well, they, they can't they can be good if, yeah yeah the the, the, the you know I've tuned electric power steering. It's one of the things I do. Yeah. Um, and we've got... So, i got to ask, how does that work? So hydraulic power steering, you push it on the end of the rack. How does the electric... Where does that go into there's the a, whole thing? It can go in a lot of different places. Uh, most most Mazdas, it goes on the steering column. Okay. Uh, the On the Miata, it goes on the steering rack directly. Um, is, there, be, is there a difference in the resulting feedback? Yeah, well, you get a little bit more direct steering response when it's on the rack because the the amount of torque going through the steering column is only the torque you are generating with your hands. Right. Um, whereas with the motor up on the column, it's all of the steering torque is going through the column. Your hands plus the motors, right? right. So the column deflects more, and you get a little bit little bit less direct steering. Hmm. Um, other than that, you know, doesn't really make that much of a difference. But, okay. But we finally we've gotten to like I dreaded power steering for the longest time, but we've gotten to the point where our our electric power steering cars feel better than our hydraulic steering cars did and that's all down to like the the fine tuning <laughs> it's it's setting up the geometry right in the first place like we mm. run a, a lot of caster so there's a lot of force going back into the system that we can then play with because all the electric steering can do is 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 assist right like it can't actually generate the the well you can do all kinds of the, the part of part of uh making electric steering good is restraint there's so <laughs> many things cool things that you could so do right? many things you can do with it to make it awful right and like, only like, a few things you can do to make it good like haptic feedback that sounds like a cool idea yeah to, to like give the driver more feedback through the wheel right uh, yeah but, that's awful well, all the, <laughs> no all the stuff all the wind correction stuff is supposed to be terrible from what like bmw did it where you're driving yeah, on the road you, you keep your steering wheel straight and if the car pushes your car 
around that the rack actually will will It'll correct start steering right, for you and, right yeah. it's terrifying yeah and i've driven the cars with with lane keep assist where they have cameras will yeah. watch for the lanes and they try to keep you in the center of the lane and i had one of them actually change lanes on me Ooh, like oh, it, i was in a carpool lane and it, it split into two lanes and it decided to follow the the lane marker that had gone oh, left instead of the one that was staying straight and all of a sudden it's oh they're oh. awful yeah so yeah i'm not a fan of those systems what but, about uh, electric powertrain stuff have you done anything with that like like you know like electric cars yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I drove a tesla <laughs> that was kind of cool <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah. that's something that is something <laughs> we, we, we were talking about uh, uh drifting we want we want to build electric drifters and that the well, yeah the we were just talking about that although like there's only kind of like electric cars are can be really fast right they're also right. ridiculously ridiculously heavy but uh you can't still can't race them because they won't if you're driving that fast they won't go very far right except drag racing which is boring as hell yeah. and drifting like yep. you could that's the one i haven't seen yet you could you could totally make an electric drift car yeah all the torque would help spin the tires yeah it, it, it all makes sense yeah I'm, it's I'm super direct you. and controllable and you can make all kinds of torque and you'd be the only guy without an ls and the problem is everybody out there yeah. has a turbo ls right? you'd be the yeah. one guy that doesn't It'd be great <laughs> There wouldn't be enough noise, though. I think well, that would put, be the problem. You could put cards in the spokes of the wheels. <laughs> okay. All right. I think that that concludes uh, technology corner. That's, that's for today. enough technology for us. Electric mayhem yeah. is uh, is completed. Yeah, we we need some Muppet filler music. That's what I want. <laughs> well, you that's know, the English guy. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's, that's Jeremy Clarkson does our does our voiceover. Oh, actually. I him. I didn't recognize I think he does them. the Muppets voiceovers too. Yeah. Uh, so what's next on the fact. agenda, Chris? I think it's ten second car reviews. I don't know if Dave's familiar with this, uh, yeah, I've, this I've, concept. I think the concept is pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? Yep. So it's a car review. Um, but how long does it take? Uh, I think so, it's about so 10 you know seconds. Okay. No, a lot it of people take about 10 minutes to review some of the cars. So We don't have but, an egg timer or anything. No, no. we don't have an we egg timer. But the, the, crucial, really annoying. the crucial point is that it's your gut reaction. Right. It's the first thing that pops into your head when we say the name of the car. Right. That's what we want. Right. Okay. So... I've got a list. Vince, you I've got a list in front of me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start off, and I'll give you the uh, the cars. Uh, the first one's a softball. We'll just get you kind of easy into this. Okay. So, Datsun five ten. Oh, best car for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, th- I think that's the exact same thing that Sarah said, isn't it? About the Datsun five ten. Yeah. I don't think I asked her about the five ten. Didn't ask her about the five ten. Didn't ask her. I don't remember. Something like that. I think it might I, don't, have been. I don't think she's she's barely ever driven a five ten because the only one we have is mine that has the seat fixed yeah um for a tall I, guy. I actually went I, I finally put sliders in it so that we could move it forward so she could drive it but you still like the driving position is really awkward yeah. and it has manual steering and the, and the steering wheels kind of far well like even all the way forward <laughs> like when she can get to the pedals she still can barely I'm, reach the steering I'm wheel i'm so awkward yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it actually doesn't sound very uh, confidence inspiring you don't you don't really appreciate rack and pinion steering until you drive a car that doesn't have it oh yeah you know it's got the worm and nutsack steering <laughs> um and, and those steering that sounds comfortable <laughs> terrible. The, the steering box in my car you know they're all terrible on 510s because sure. they're 40 years old yeah um and you know they were bad when they were new and then they have 40 years of crap but then you know i rallied for two seasons on it which yeah. really beats the crap out yeah. of the steering so it's got like half a turn of slop in the middle of it it my my 510s actually like the worst car you've ever driven on the pavement and as soon as it hits gravel it's just magic hmm. i think it works brilliantly that's awesome i, I actually had a, a, a mercedes that had a, a the reduction gear steering in it uh-huh. and one time the the steering box actually broke off the wall <laughs> and came unbolted so the steering box now could just spin right and you know what i it took me a while to figure it out <laughs> like the steering was so bad right. and it, i just realized that one day it was like six turns this is, locked a lot this is a few more <laughs> turns than wait it used a second <laughs> and i popped the hood and, whoa that's no good i just drove around like that for a couple more weeks so it's fine uh okay so the next car it's uh sort of descended from the 510 the b15 nissan sentra oh god that <sighs> <laughs> I have a real love hate with that car. It's so so ugly. Yeah, just horribly horribly <laughs> ugly, and yet somehow manages to be fun to drive. Like it's got a terrible suspension. It it looks like a potato's butt. <laughs> <laughs> and, I didn't know potatoes had butts. Yet, and yet it's got this big torquey motor and a limited slip and it limited scrimp. I think is how it's pronounced. Scrimp. <laughs> I, when I, I the first one of those I drove, I drove when they launched, uh, they did a, a PR event uh, yeah. up at up at Laguna Seca. Ironically enough, yeah. Um, see, I'm able to not call it Mazda Raceway that because that's a historical right. reference right. before Mazda put their name on it. Gotcha. Um, just to be clear, Jeremy, in case you're listening, <laughs> um, didn't. 
Hadn't Datsun Nissan used to sponsor it? Uh, wait, like, I saw some video from 1979 that had Datsun across the, yeah. the front straight. Yeah. Anyway, basically, Datsun in the 70s was what Mazda is now. Yeah. Right? They were the they were the, car, they were the right? cool enthusiast car. They're the ones that had all the grassroots racing going on. Right. And, you know, that's that's where that's where Mazda is now. What the hell was I talking about? Oh. When, when, <laughs> the B15. When the B15 launched, um, I got a, I got, a, you know, they have these events, uh, these PR events where they fly all the journalists out to wherever the cars are and everybody drives them. Yeah. And if you get on the last wave and you're and you're tight with the PR guys, they'll let you drive one home and you can review it on you oh, know, cool. and, okay. and then give it back to them when you get back. Saves them shipping and it gives you more time with the car. So right. I, I took a drive away back and this is, uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't, just back before I'd ever found any really good maps of, of the area between between Monterey and LA. Yeah. Um, and there were a couple of lines I found on these maps that just sort of. He was a Thomas guide back Peter, in those days. Well, you don't go to find a Thomas guide was for cities. Right. But I'm looking for good back roads out uh, in the middle of yeah, nowhere, right. and you, I, it's really hard to find those things. Yeah. And I had a, I had the whole day to kill, nothing going on, and this fun car. And so I found this road that just like went off a of Highway 25 and kind of wandered off into the fields, and then just kind of on the map it just stopped at this place called New Idria. Like, okay. I'll go check this out. <laughs> so I went bombing down this road, and and it's getting rougher and rougher and rougher as you get down there. Potholes, and there's you know patches on top of patches on top of patches, and it, it's getting narrower and narrower and finally i get uh to this sign that says you know new idria population three wow okay <laughs> and and it, it like the, there's a like 180 degree turn going into the town and in the middle of that turn there is a dead pig carcass laying in the middle of the road <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> i get to the town and it's like this abandoned mining town okay i found out later it was it was an abandoned i think it was a lead mine Hmm. It's like it's that explains why there was toxic thing you've ever seen. Three people you heard left. some banjo yeah. music in the background. Oh my god! No, 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 no. All these abandoned buildings and stuff there. And I drive through there, and you go through the town on the other side of the town. It, it just turns into dirt. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, it's not my car, so <laughs> it's a rally. Yeah, I kept I kept going. And I'm, I'm kind of rock crawling this thing with these low profile 17 inch wheels, getting down this road that I have no idea is going to come out on the other side or not. Um, and I get to this sign, and you're you're overlooking these bright green and bright blue pools of you know lakes of of toxic sludge and and uh i get to the sign that says warning asbestos hazard area (laughs) Uh, like okay research yeah (laughs) kept going um i finally finally came out i found i found the most amazing roads uh, on that drive. By the time I got home, I had one space saver spare on the back of the car. Uh, the engine was blowing smoke out the back. <laughs> complete, there was there were like four pounds of bug carcasses wow. on the front of the car. I completely wow. ruined it, but it wow. was it was a blast to drive. Okay, yeah. so that was, that was only your second car. That was seconds. I'm going to hop yeah. right to jump right to a fun one. Oh, um, oh yeah, Dom's char- Dodge Charger from the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Is that the one with the diamond plate or no? No, no. Diamond plate was a super. The charger's the one that would, that would lift, and uh, every time he hit the gas, yeah. he would pop a wheelie. Even if he was already going like 100 miles an hour, that, he hit the gas again, and it would pop a wheelie. That movie pissed me off so much. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's a big thumbs down. Yeah, that's a big thumbs yeah. down. Okay. So then I'm going to move to the next car, yeah. and it's a Jaguar XJ Vandeklaas Edition. The, is the, 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 the va, van, Vandekamp's Edition? Franks and Beans. I think it's Vandenpla, actually. Vandenpla. I don't, Van- I'm just reading what's written in this piece of paper in front of me. Yes, so it's that Vandenpla. had the Landau top? I'm sure it did. Vinyl and, and just, yeah. It, it probably had a V12 with carburetors and, and, and the Landau top. I mean, about 140 like horsepower. Twin SUs on a V12. Right. right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I've actually driven it. I've driven one Jaguar in my life, and it wasn't that one. It was, well, like an X, was it? it was an XJR. Hmm. It was the most supercharged V8. Supercharged V8 old XJ chassis. It was terrifying. (laughs) Ridiculously fast. The gas pedal, like somehow they had so much plush carpeting that they added after the fact (laughs) that when you stepped on the gas, instead of hitting the, the ball of your foot, it hit you in the arch. And then it would have all this slot before it hit the big Brembos. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was an awful, awful okay. car. So we're going to have to hold that thought. Okay. And when we get back, we're going to have a little more discussion about these kind of cars. Give to me 
to Daily Turismo Radio. Hey, Motorheads, welcome back to the DT Radio Show. We've been talking for a, a while, it seems now, with uh, Dave from uh, yeah, it's painfully. ISO Racing. It just seems it's like it goes on and been, on, doesn't it? It's only been about 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like forever. <laughs> we, uh, we were doing the 10-minute ten, ten, ten car views. Uh, <laughs> there's supposed to be 10-second car views, and we kind of we, we went over. So we're going to continue that because I think there's some there's some good stuff there's in here. There's some gems in there. There's some, yeah, you can't go wrong. Some di- I have diamonds even, in the poop, right? <laughs> really, that's, that's, <laughs> that's one of our badges. Dig on in there. The <laughs> Daily my website. If you squeeze it long enough, it turns into diamonds. <laughs> And uh, I haven't even been able to push any of them to, to, to Chris yet for his second opinion. That's okay. So That's all right. I don't know. So we're going to hit this next one. Uh, the okay. Mazda RX-4. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually driven an RX-4. They were just... I, I, I like old 70s Japanese cars. Yeah. RX-4s were hideous. Oh. You don't like the <laughs> way Luce? they look? They, the they, the they were so big and heavy. Yeah. You know? And it's got like electric, personal luxury car. Yeah. Thing. Like yeah. an like R100 or something. They're just beautiful, simple little cars. And by the it, by the RX-4, they'd just gone full disco. <laughs> full disco. <laughs> Never go full disco. We actually have a... We actually have a, a I, we have an RX-4 down in the basement. The Mazda R&D, we've got a basement full of cool old cars. I think I saw something that uh, Judge Phil wrote about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we've got a. I think we've got an RX-5, which was sold, was a Cosmo. Yeah. This is the 70s Cosmo, but it was technically, in some places, it was called an RX-5. Yeah. That car was full disco. Like, it had a disco ball hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, you know, the, the, the my two cents in the RX-4 was that it was, it was aimed at this personal luxury market yeah and the idea behind the personal luxury was things like the uh the uh, oldsmobile tornado or um cadillac eldorado yeah these yeah. big luxury cars a lot of torque and they were supposed to be comfortable and then you had mazda doing it and so well, they had they a do, lot of torque it was a 13b right uh, exactly. that's <laughs> yeah. the one they put in the trucks and the buses so right so <laughs> the repo right <laughs> yeah yeah so so we hear it had you know 17 foot pounds of torque right. and and it was tuned like a, mazda. a lot more than a 12a has <laughs> sure <laughs> it's all relative right <laughs> Seaflow, uh, do you have any, any comments on the RX4? No, floor? no, I'm good. No comments. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next car in the in the 10 second car review here is the Volvo 240. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. I feel like I was late to the party in appreciating the 240 because I gr- I grew up in Seattle yeah. where everybody drove a Volvo 240 or a Subaru. Yeah, uh, that's and because everyone's a professor in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, right. There's oh, no God. like there's no people just working class like, people. You know, it's all professors. Everybody everybody hates cars up there, and right. so they drive Volvo 240s. And so the Volvo 240 <laughs> has something that's actually worth <laughs> like fun to drive. It takes it takes decades of <laughs> to, of of the whole car industry denial. rounding itself yeah. off and becoming front wheel drive and even more boring than a Volvo 240 for a Volvo 240 to now look exciting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's your take on it. Yeah, like yeah. N- now that everything sucks even more, right. Volvo Two is like, oh, it's so honest. Yeah, you know? it's all about perspective. Exactly. You're saying, right. Once you yeah. get to over there, you're like, oh, wait a minute. I, I, I know you didn't ask me, but I got into those just because they were cheap, yeah. simple, rear wheel drive. Yeah, easy to work on, and not nearly as heavy as they look. No, they're not. That's, that's the thing. See, yeah. I always looked at that car and I figured it's seventy five hundred pounds. Right, and right. and it's, it's it looks it's it looks like a tank. only I, like six thousand. I know. I yeah. weighed mine. My eighty one with even with the big diving board bumpers, full AC, power steering, everything twenty eight hundred pounds. That see now I want a Volvo two forty, <laughs> but now everybody thinks they're cool and I can't right. get one. Yeah, yeah. no, I no, liked no, them before no. they were the, cool though. So dude, I liked them. He's <laughs> the meta. If you guys can find me a seventy five two forty wagon, I will I will take my old wait, Project wait, wait, Sylvia and. Seafell's got one better on you. The, the diesel wagon. It's an 84, but it is smog exempt. He's got a diesel oh, wagon. I might, I might need that. And, I know where, I know where, other, I've got, I've I know got, where others are. You know, know I've got my old are. S13 Sylvia that was old, the old Sport Compact Car Project yeah. Sylvia mm-hmm. that I, I kind of took apart yeah. because I was stupid, getting greedy, and then it snowballed into just being yard art. Okay. And I don't have the motivation to put it back together because those things have a big like target on their back for the cops yes. and i just don't oh, yeah. need that yes i really want to put the entire drivetrain and suspension and brakes from that 240 in into, into, another, volvo into 240. a volvo 240 yeah like, which are invisible yeah it could police. be a volvo 240 sx right yeah you know they're the, invisible to police yeah yeah we might and have then i could some... i could tow the miatabusa to the track with the volvo and run both of them right and by the way s uh s13 sylvia chassis are worth more without engines in them yeah right right because right. people are going to put an ls1, the LS1 in anyway. basically it installs itself <laughs> <laughs> like if you just park it near a drifter long enough it just it just shows up Whoa, there's a v8 in there <laughs> it's, it's just... uh but yeah i know where some uh some smog exempt oh, wagons are if man, you, I, I can i can hook you up with one that's what i need yeah. i need another project Thank I, you. yes you do yeah 
and 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 Chris is actually putting a uh, twin turbo Mustang engine. It's in a one? Ford four point six liter three valve. V8. It was like free though, right? Yeah. All right, so you're forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have chosen that engine, but right. if, if you have it, but it's, I mean, it's, you need it's to do new something. and it takes eight thousand horsepower. Yes. All right. Yeah. yeah, that 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 wagon's gonna be gonna be something else when it's all said. I'll, and done. I'll put it on Dale Turismo one of these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's gonna be, it's gonna be it's gonna be epic. <coughs> okay, next uh, car. Honda <laughs> CRX. Oh, I love first CRX. Gen. Uh, I love the first gen less than the than the second gen. Yeah, that was our first Lemons car. Was the first gen CRX. You probably knew that. That's why you wrote it down. That's, yeah, I did that. That was me. <laughs> very yeah. very fancy. Yeah, of you. yeah. Thanks. Yeah, we got uh, that that car had like a. It had like a two thousand pound roll cage in it. Yeah. That some idiot before us had built thinking it was gonna be a rally car, not knowing how roll cages should work. And in spite of the two thousand pound roll cage, it weighed sixteen hundred and sixty pounds. Wow. I don't know how. It's it's amazing. The dark, car is made of helium. Dark matter. I yeah. Think. So yeah. it was not a black iron pipe roll cage? Uh, yeah, it might have been. <laughs> they didn't do uh, a spectral analysis on it. So <laughs> who knows what it was made of? CRX was actually my first Lemons car too. Oh, it wasn't mine, but it was. I was arriving first drive. gen. No, second oh, okay. gen. Okay, yeah, real one. Yeah, All right. I T-boned a Mustang Fox Body Mustang really hard in a hairpin. Did he pin. notice? Yes, he noticed. <laughs> it bent my front suspension, but it was great. It was like my first Lemons experience, and I was like, uh, sorry. And I, wa- I waved my hand and drove away. That was Altamont, right? I, yeah, it was yeah, Altamont. Yeah, yeah. At that point, at that point I, I was hooked. I was like, did that just happen? Was that yeah. real? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have to keep doing this. <laughs> yeah, Altamont. Yeah, I got in a slam pass competition <laughs> with the uh, with the, the, the Vagisil car. That was the They had come over. We like loaned them some wheel spacers or something to get the car back on the road. Road, and then we got out there on the track with them, and they like we're we're battling for a corner somehow. I don't remember how it started, but like neither of us, neither one of us would give up the corner. And yeah. I, I like I like you know I, I NASCAR passed him, slammed into, the, into his door, and the right. guy looks over at me and just like grabbed the wheel and just slams into me on purpose and pushes me into the dirt. I'm like, oh, this is how we're going to play. And I kept my foot down. I'm on the dirt inside the track and just kept next to him in the dirt until I slid back over and hit him. We hit each other like five times in the corner. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun. The, the you can't get away get, with that stuff black anymore. Flags now yeah, for a little bit of contact I know. I did, I did get black flagged for that. I really? Get, yeah, they yeah. tried to give me the grill of Damocles, but we didn't have a front bumper grill for them to attach it Damocles. to. Oh, yeah. Remember the grill of Damocles was, was, was a bunch of spikes on the yeah. hey, we got training wheels. The radiator, yeah. right? We got training wheels in the first race. I ended up I ended up with a Mannheim steamroller penalty. Oh, <laughs> that was yeah, that, that's worse than death. That's worse than death. Okay, so uh, before we get too far cuz we could go on for hours and hours and hours. Obviously. We're going to transition to our final lap. Okay. This is the final lap on Daily Turismo Radio. Excellent. We are going to do a special game for the final lap today. Ooh, you guys are going to enjoy this. Special. I call it Automotive <laughs> A to Z. Not okay. Automotive ADD. No, no, not that. We that, do we'll all do that. have that. That was the yeah. last yeah. 55 minutes of this <laughs> podcast. I'd like to point out we all have that disease. <laughs> okay. All right. So the first person says a car, make or model designation doesn't matter that starts with the letter a second person b and then c and then we just we just go on we go on through the alphabet make or model make or model okay uh once we go through the alphabet all the way we'll just start again you can't reuse previous letters okay um and the first person who can't answer a a, a letter can't come up with something loses and loses. we're done okay and, and there's no winners just one loser it's like the <laughs> worst right. the worst competition ever okay let's start let's start off slow why, and then we why can speed we do up. that i i don't know just a suggestion. Okay, then you start off. Go ahead. Give us an A. You give us an A? Yeah. Austin Healy. Boxer. I'll have anal bum cover for 100, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're on C. You're on C. You're on C. Oh, no. oh, okay. A, B, C, and then we go in a circle. Okay. <laughs> you're on wow. Uh, okay. okay, celebrity jeopardy. So, C for Coleman. Yeah, no, um, uh, Chevette Diesel. <laughs> I'm looking at Chris. Dodge. <laughs> Econoline. Uh, fair lane. Sure. Dude, like I could have gone so many different ways after fair. <laughs> uh, 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 Gogo Mobile. That's a real car. Oh. Hummer. Hi. <laughs> uh, Innocenti. Ooh. Ha ha. Jowett. Oh. K car. <laughs> oh, K car. Yeah. Oh, like Chrysler K car. Yeah. LeBaron. Okay. Uh, Montego. <laughs> <laughs> Nissan. Your father's Oldsmobile. Ooh. Pantera. 
Q50. <laughs> uh, uh, Renault Twingo. <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> that's okay. One, but Just right. Renault. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Which is even boring. Uh, Studebaker. Uh, T. Yeah. Tesla. Tesla. Three quarters of my pause is thinking of the letter. Wait, what letter? Wait. <laughs> yeah. What letter? Tesla. Uh, uh, oh. Mm. Uber, because that's a car, right? You just bring up the Uber car? It has to be a make or a model. <laughs> make or a model. <laughs> uh, that's a surprisingly hard one. That well, is well, a hard one. Hold on I didn't, a second. I didn't yeah. anticipate that. Yeah. Uh, anything? Ulti- anything? Ultima GTR. God. Volvo. Ah, okay. yeah. Um, Vince, are you still yeah, there? Yeah, <laughs> Winnebago. Uh, it's not a car, but I'll okay. We'll let it. We'll You'll let, it let apply just so I can get to me with the X. That's yeah. right. how you set yeah. this up. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> you gonna give me another X? note here with an idea for this? <laughs> Producer Ben uh, is giving is giving hints here. This is harder on, than it sounds. Oh, there you go. Good. Yeah. So <laughs> why? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you go. Z three. I'm gonna have one from Kentucky. The Alfa Romero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buick. Camaro. Uh, uh, Datsun. Uh, Edsel. Ford. Uh, 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 <laughs> that's not that's not a car make. No, it's not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nobody did. No, nope. we're good. We're still PG here. Um. Uh. Wow. I can't think of H words. Uh. I don't want to lose. And on that bombshell. <laughs> oh, no. No. I think I think we're gonna dust it down. Five, four, uh, three, two. One. Uh, uh, Humber, Humber. Oh, oh my God! It's British. We're going, Isuzu, <laughs> Jaguar. <laughs> uh, the um, uh, Kizashi. That was a Suzuki. Lancia. Uh, um, <clears throat> I'm trying to go for something less obvious than Maserati. Some someone that you but work I'm, for? I didn't. <laughs> well, we only have a couple that's, seconds that's left in the show, up. but we're gonna keep going. We're gonna extend this past the regular time that we fade out. Go keep going. Yeah, we're gonna keep going. All right, M. We're on M. Uh, M- Mazda. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> One of them Ferran cars. How about Ma- Mazda Ratty? <laughs> uh, th- I'm gonna go with uh, New Beetle. Opal starts with an N. You've been listening to Daily Turismo Radio. You can follow the show on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Daily Turismo and on Twitter at Daily Turismo. Use the hashtag DT Radio. Yeah, but really, but really, Saturn doesn't count them. Thanks, guys.